Hey, hey, welcome to Beautiful Depths, the podcast. I'm Josie, and I'll be your host alongside my pal, Samantha. hey And Kaylee. Hey, guys. We get real around here because life's too short for small talk, and we believe there's beauty in the depths of your soul. See what I did there? <laughs> and we'll accompany you into the struggles, through the depths, and to the heights to help you discover the truth that will bring you lasting joy to your life. So join in the fun and follow along by subscribing to our podcast and website at beautifuldepths.com slash subscribe. Alrighty, let's get this conversation started. Hello, my ladies. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Was that your attempt at a uh, somewhat of an accent? <laughs> Would you like a small tea? <laughs> please yeah my accents are a mix of I don't even know what but um I actually am drinking a really good tea right now highly recommend it's called throat coat I don't know what What? it's like throat coat yeah it's called but like it's like sweet but like naturally sweet so like highly recommend throat coat that's so funny that's what we would sing back, or sing. That's what we would drink when I was doing like musical theater. Oh yeah. Um, it literally like throats your coat, throats your throat. coat, coats your throat. your throat. Oh my goodness, <laughs> coats your throat. If you've been like singing a lot or using your voice a lot. That's cool. It's very so, soothing. Are you saying my voice is going to be extra nice tonight? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. Great. Great. We got yes. a pretty good topic, so um, I need that. Yes, true, true. Do. Speaking of which, Josie, would you like to share with us what we're talking about? Yes. Um, so it is voting season. Um, we Ooh. have a presidential election this year, <laughs> which means, um, you know, tensions are high. People hate each other all around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't escape it anywhere you go so we thought we would just you know bring it to the podcast too so um, yeah yeah so we're talking about voting um and how catholics should vote should they vote a certain way what you know um are there disqualifying issues like how can we integrate faith in voting um Mm -hmm. and all those questions because you know, um, yeah, I think that every Catholic rightfully asks themselves um, a lot of questions when it comes to politics, um, mm-hmm. because you want to make the right decision. Uh, you want to do your civic duty, but also, most importantly, um, do what God asks of you. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about that today. Disclaimer, mm-hmm. um, this might give us some haters, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, if you listen, finish listening to this episode and you're like, I hate everything you just said, we would love to have a conversation with you. So, like, reach out. We're not, we're not shy from, like, conversing on this topic um, and would love to hear differing um, beliefs and opinions. So feel free to reach out if you feel called to. Um, we're just preaching um, the truth that, you know, we feel called to, to, called to share with others as, mm-hmm. 
voting day approaches so Mm -hmm. yeah and I think as a quick sub disclaimer to that we're not gonna like sit here and tell you you should vote for this person that's not um, (laughs) our aim our aim is just to talk about how we can vote as faithful Catholics yeah and how to form like Mm-hmm. Yeah, like use our consciences in making decisions. For so yes. at the end of this episode, we're not going to be telling you vote for this person or that person. We're simply um, sharing the, um, I guess, the foundation that we vote off of, and as Catholics, and that we believe all Catholics should vote off of. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, true. love it. I feel like um, uh, this topic came up at a theology on tap I attended last presidential election like right before Mm -hmm. that and I really just went into that conversation wanting the guy to straight up tell me how to vote because I was Mm -hmm. so conflicted on everything and I was Mm -hmm. like I just want someone to tell me vote this person vote that person this is right that is wrong whatever but it was really funny because he ended up a lot of what our conversation is going to be about today this is exactly what you told us was talking about um you know, we have to like form our consciences first as big, pra- like as practicing Catholics and form them well and in line with the church. And then we can decide from there. And I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of mad about it that that day because I just wanted him to tell me. But now I understand. I'm like, OK, I get it. So I'm really excited for this topic because there might be other people that were in the same boat that I was in at that time. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be good um, for sure. I think I guess just starting off. um I did, you know, after that disclaimer, also just like saying how there's not going to be a perfect candidate, no matter um, how much we want them to be. Mm-hmm. So just like understanding that and how like, whatever way you vote, they're not, um, you know, they're not God, they're not, you know, you only have one Savior, Jesus Christ. And, yes. uh, you know, that political candidate is not going to be perfect. And so a lot of times, you might have to choose the lesser of two evils or, you know, so mm-hmm. that that's another, um, another kind of disclaimer, I guess. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, y'all, um, I guess start, to, to start things off, how would you say like, um, cause I kind of, I kind of, obviously this conversation is based off the blog post that I wrote for uh, this week, which we'll link in the show notes. Um, and I kind of went through a specific order of things um, when it comes to voting. And one thing I think that's important is to recognize that everybody has a foundation of belief. Like even if you're an atheist, like you're making decisions based off of some kind of, like everybody believes in something, you know, even if that something is quote unquote nothing, you know, so everybody has a foundation of belief. And so I don't know, do you guys want to talk about just like as Catholics, what our foundation of belief is and where we um, are supposed to take our opinions and our concerns from? Yeah, I think you already said this, Josie, but we only have one savior, Jesus Christ. Um, and so first and foremost, our, the deepest places of hope and trust, um, cannot be in anyone other than Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, but also something that I remind myself of often, like daily is if I truly believe that God is the creator and sustainer of all things, 
then I have to live my life accordingly. Um, Mm. And I have to constantly ask for the grace to see the world through that lens that Mm. God created everything and he keeps everything in motion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if I am understanding the world in that lens and seeing God's hand in everything, then that is most certainly going to affect everything that I do in my life because there is nothing that um, God is not already in and a part of because he's mm-hmm. holding all things together. And so I think that that reminding myself of that often reminds me that everything I do is in some way related to my faith and should be in some way related to my faith. And so I think that in this conversation, it's important that um, I can't, and I don't think as practicing Catholics, we can separate faith and politics. Um, Because if Jesus, if God is really the foundation of our lives, then that should affect everything and be involved in everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, uh, I love that. Yeah. We can't separate faith and politics. So many people talk, like talk about that and it's like, you know, don't, don't push your beliefs on other people or whatever, but the aim of politics is to work for the flourishing of all people through mm-hmm. laws and government, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's supposed to be the aim. And if we believe what Christ teaches, th- then his teachings are the good of all, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So therefore like, we must bring faith into the political sphere. We have no choice. Like that is our civic duty because we truly mm-hmm. believe that, that what Christ, if we're, if we're truly professing to the faith that we believe in as Catholic Christians, then we believe that is the fullness of the truth. And so we must bring it into our voting in, um, yeah, into our voting and decisions in that, in the civic realm, because that's our responsibility to shape the moral character of our society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that can like, yeah, come from like, it, not necessarily just only like what, yeah, the Catholic church like teaches in that, but also like that personal relationship with the Lord, like the, the best mm-hmm. way for all of us that you guys are talking about is like having that relationship with him at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And then that can like shape our foundation, shape how mm-hmm. we view the church, shape how we view the world. Um, and shape ultimately how we make our decisions each and every single day as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, Josie, what you were talking about, about sharing truth, um, this is something that we talked about in my classes when I was getting my master's, is that we're talking about like unchangeable truth, not just like, oh, this mm-hmm. is my truth, but yeah. like I believe that God is creator more deeply than I believe that one plus one equals two and like Mm. one plus one equals two is something that's going to affect your daily life when you go to the grocery store when you do whatever and it's going to it's something that you want to teach your kids because they're going to need to know that information to live their life Mm -hmm. um well and so in the same way if I know the truth that God is creator and sustainer then I should want other people to know that because it should be that forming character of, or like what forms our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's absolute truth. It's not subjective, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, that's, that's awesome. And I'm glad we just like set that kind of foundation. Um, mm-hmm. We're like, okay, we can't separate faith and politics, but then as Catholics, like, is there a guide for us for like how to, to vote? And like, obviously there's, I think the issue with, um, you know, politics in general is that, like we said, there is no perfect candidate. So, you know, one candidate might support values that are important, but then, you know, waivers on others. And then the same way with the other candidate, the opposing candidate. So it's like, you're going to have to vote sometimes for a candidate that, you know, there, there's no perfect candidate is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But I think the cool thing is the Catholic church does give us a guide uh, through Catholic social teaching. So do we want to like chat about that for a minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. I feel like Catholic social teaching is one of those things that like, I don't know, I I'm familiar with, but I haven't like necessarily like well versed myself in it so I really love the way that you explained it um through your blog post um Josie because it was kind of helping me come to a better understanding and learning where I need to learn more um mm-hmm. but you had talked about how catholic uh social teaching has the seven key themes so yeah. um I was going to kind of share those um so the first one being the life and dignity of the human person and then we have the call to family community and participation and then we all have rights and responsibilities um options for the poor and the vulnerable, the dignity of work, solidarity, and care for God's creations. Um, so it's kind of cool how, like, the church kind of gives us, in a sense, like, through Catholic social teaching and through these aims, like, kind of can guide us to ma- help make decisions based off of these things um, mm-hmm. of, like, first and foremost is the life and the dignity of the human person. Mm-hmm. Is that being upheld in this option, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of can work through it in that aspect as well, so... Mm. A good template to have with you as you're researching candidates <laughs> is these seven key themes of Catholic social teaching. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and they're wonderful things to to base your decisions off of. But kind of like I think like if we use that for a guide, right? So are there I guess the big question is like are there um should you prioritize certain issues over others? Right. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, say one candidate is, um, you know, against abortion and, um, for traditional marriage, but maybe is, you know, harsher with like immigration or, you know, is pro death penalty. Um, but say, you know, on the other spectrum, like, you know, really for you know helping helping immigrants and kind of including them into society helping the poor more but is pro-choice and Mm -hmm. um you know so it's like how how do we reckon with these issues um so yeah yeah would you be able to explain more about um disqualifying issues i know you you talked about it really well in your blog post so would you touch on that Sure. Yeah. And then I think it would be fun to like kind of chat through it, but um, yeah. So the Catholic church, so with, with Catholic social teaching, right. There's that Kaylee just explained those seven, um, seven issues, but the first and foremost um, right is the sacredness of human life and dignity of the person. Like that is the foundation and bedrock of all other principles because mm-hmm. without the right to life, we have no rights at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
St. John Paul II, I, I uh, quoted him in, in my blog post, but he says, above all, the common outcry, which is justly made on behalf of human rights, for example, the right to health, to home, to work, to family, to culture, is false and illusory if the right to life, the most basic and fundamental right and the condition of all other personal rights is not defended with maximum determination. Um, so a disqualifying issue is an issue that we cannot more morally support um, regardless of like other issues, right? If, if it, if it um, go, goes against the right to life. Um, so any issue that violates a fundamental right to life cannot and should not be supported. So that would be like a disqualifying issue. Um, yeah. So those who like willingly and directly support policies that undermine fundamental moral principles cooperate with evil. Um, that's, that's straight from the, the USCCB, uh, the United States Council of Catholic Council of Catholic Bishops put out this um, document called Forming Consciences for Faithful Citizenship, which um, we will also link in our show notes. But it, it offers like an incredible guide to like forming our consciences for for voting and how to vote. Um, and that's what that's what they were saying is how this this right to life must always be upheld. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think there's also what I talked about in my blog post is like with this like understanding that the right to life first and foremost must always be upheld. There's also two temptations that can often distort the church's defense of life. And one of them is, um, you know, again, like believing there's moral equivalence between all issues, like believing that, um, you know, immigration is on the same level as like abortion. Um, I'm not saying, and that's not saying that like, immigrants life aren't valuable or you know that that's mm-hmm. not the point the point is that um the children in the womb that are that are being slaughtered um are aren't given the right to life that that they should um same goes for like euthanasia or you know you, you can't eliminate life um the right to life must always be upheld so um we're still saying there's those those other groups have rights and dignity um but yeah it can't be it can't be put on the same moral equivalence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, the other temptation is to kind of like use these moral distinctions as an excuse to diminish or ignore other serious violations. So it's like saying, um, yeah, like I'm pro-life and against abortion, but like, you know, because of that, I don't care about any other issue, you know, like, mm-hmm. we have to care about those other issues, they're important, there's a lot of other issues that we need to fight for, um, you know, whether it's lack of health care, or unjust immigration policies, um, you know, racism, like, whatever it may be, like, we still have to fight for those things, we can't just say, like, oh, they're not as important as this other issue, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that was a lot of talking. Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To touch on what you were saying about moral equivalence, um, that brought to mind to me something that I've learned in Catholic theology. Um, there is this principle called the hierarchy of truths. And mm. so the hierarchy of truths is not saying that there are truths more that are more important than others. Mm-hmm. Um but that there are truths upon which other truths hinge. So 
So it's not Mm -hmm. um, a hierarchy of importance, but a hierarchy of dependence. Mm -hmm. So for example, we cannot fully understand Jesus as the son of God if we do not first understand that God is Trinity, right? So, Mm -hmm. so the Trinity kind of comes first before we can understand um, Jesus is the son of God. And so that actually helped me to understand this idea of moral equivalence because um, Catholic social teaching is not saying that the right to life is so important that nothing else is important, yeah. but it's saying that if we cannot first understand um, what life is, when it begins and when it ends, um, mm-hmm. if we don't comprehend that, then our understanding of all of the other rights that we are we say we're trying to fight for are not mm. fully understood like how can we say that um we are um trying to fight for the rights of the immigrants or trying to fight against racism if we don't even understand as a society when life begins amen wow I could <laughs> not took everything I was just blabbering out and made it very succinct. Yes. So <laughs> thank you. So uh, you're welcome. I, yeah, that was just something that I, I was thinking about as I was reflecting in preparation for this um, mm-hmm. podcast is this idea of the hierarchy of truths, not important, not hierarchy of importance, but hierarchy of dependence. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. Um, I'm so glad you, you brought that up. Hey, hey, we hope you're enjoying this episode. We just wanted to throw a quick plug in for our Beautiful Depths email list. Subscribers get a lot of free perks that others don't. Samantha, do you want to tell them what those are? Yep. Each month, you'll get a specially designed calendar, prayer resources, wallpaper sneak peeks, and an entrance into an exclusive giveaway. Josie, do you want to tell them how they can sign up? Sure thing. Just go to our show notes and click the link or go to beautifuldepths.com slash subscribe. Now let's get back to the show. So like, I guess, I mean, if, if someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, cool, like disqualifying issues, right to life's most important, like still not sure, like, okay, how should I be voting? Um, <laughs> so I guess like, when as we're approaching the polls in November and even now, um, um, with everything going on, like what should we be taking into consideration? How should we be forming our consciences? Um, mm-hmm. I guess, like practically speaking, mm-hmm. um, I definitely think, like, yeah, starting now. I mean, granted, by the time this comes out, most primaries are over in it is getting closer and closer to November. Um, so starting now with like, um, like praying and receiving the sacraments and like trying to get your own heart in union with God so that you can have that foundation of like forming your conscience. Um, and yeah, kind of, and which goes right into the next point that you made to of your, on your post is like forming your conscience by like learning about the Catholic social teaching. So like doing homework now can prepare us for, um, what's to come in these decisions that we have to make um, in, yeah, in these upcoming months and just like the hard, the hardship that could come in these decisions, because yeah, there's a lot on the line and there's a lot um, of like the back and forth and like trying to figure out, okay, who's like telling the truth, who's not those kinds of things. And you can only know any of that if you start now to do your homework, just start to understand this 
um, as a whole better, um, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. I think one of my biggest tips would be to um, regularly fast from social media. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast even from like news outlets, especially while you're in this process of researching and praying over um, how you're going to vote. Um, I feel like as we get closer to election time, um, it just be social media just becomes very hostile. Um, and I, I always feel like it's kind of a war zone and Mm, a lot of things are being said, a lot of phrases are being thrown around and people are going to say, if you vote for this person, you are evil. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and then you're like, oh my goodness, that was the candidate that I've been praying about voting for. And this person on social media, uh, that I follow tells me now I'm evil. Um, and so being bombarded with that kind of stuff all day, every day can really affect the way that your conscience is being formed. Um, and so I think, and like, honestly, stuff you see on social media is not always truthful. It's not always accurate. And it's certainly not always from a faith perspective. Um, so I think really taking seriously, um, stepping back from social media or also taking seriously what media, media you are consuming around Mm -hmm. this time, especially, um, and then just pray if you feel really unsettled and really overwhelmed, which makes sense. I don't blame you, um, (laughs) bring all those fears to the Lord and say like, Jesus, I did my research. I like looked up all these things I've been reading about Catholic social teaching, but I still feel like unsure. Please give me grace, lead me to, to peace. Um, and that prayer also should not stop after election day, especially Mm -hmm. if you are unhappy with the results. Mm -hmm. If you don't like who's elected president, if you don't like who your governor is or your mayor is, you should be praying for that person. And if that sounds difficult, Mm -hmm. then that's good. Do it anyway, because yeah. our leaders need our prayers, and we really need to foster the humility to pray for people that we don't like. So it's mm. a win-win, yes. even if it's hard. <laughs> Amen. Um, you know, because because one of the things is like we're called to take action. You know, mm-hmm. and and prayer is the I think first and foremost the biggest action we can take. Um, Amen. As, as Catholics, but also as you know our civic duty, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to help our nation, but like other, other ways you can take action. Um, obviously like voting, um, like it is our civic duty, even if you don't like, uh, either of the candidates, even though none of them will probably be perfectly aligned with Catholic social teaching, but will rather Mm -hmm. be the lesser of two evils in a sense. Um, action is always better than inaction. Um, Mm -hmm. so make sure you do vote. Um, but other ways are to take action are serving in your community or writing letters to your representatives. I know that's something um, my parents growing up, I have vivid memories of them writing representatives or writing organizations that, um, you know, supported Planned Parenthood or um, uh, gay marriage or, you know, certain things that mm-hmm. that Catholic social teaching was showed us that we cannot support like they would write letters to the representatives and explain and not saying it did anything but you never know um Mm -hmm. so it's just like action is always better than inaction 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then off of that, just like seeking unity. Um, like it's not our place to judge someone else for their voting choices because we don't know their hearts or how their consciences have been formed. You know, that's why I can honestly have a genuine conversation with someone with very different political views than me because like I I don't know where where their heart is like I don't know where their walk with Christ is and mm-hmm. you know I can't, I can't judge them um, all I can do is uh, understand them better and where they're coming from um and work towards unity work towards just like having these open conversations um and not being like bitter if like they don't you don't see eye to eye with them um again like just pray for them and move on um and yeah unite yourself i guess more closely with the lord and he will direct your decision so yeah Mm -hmm. so good and i know too a good resource that i mean most dioceses put out i don't know that every single one does it um but around this time they'll usually put out a like voter guide and it's Mm -hmm. not saying vote this person, vote that person. But what they do is they send out questionnaires to all of the candidates and ask them like on these top 10 issues that would be like with Catholic social teaching. And they um, ask them to like respond, do you oppose or do you um, support this issue, whatever. And then they collect all that information and then put it on one big website to kind of help you like with your research in that as well. So I think that's a really good way to kind of help to see where to start um, oh, yeah. forming all that yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really helpful to me. I think I found um, that on the USCCB website at the last presidential election. And that was very yes. helpful to me. Um, so I'll try to find that and I can link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also have a bunch of other, I linked a bunch of resources in my blog post. So if you check that out as well, um, you'll see these, but no, yeah, the Catholic voter guides are great. And I mm-hmm. think um, helps us see, in relation like where these candidates are to catholic social teaching which again is our foundation as catholics that we must take into consideration when going to the polls um like Mm -hmm. that's not an option when if you if you say you're catholic and you you want to vote like this is what you base your decisions off of you know Mm -hmm. Um, so i think i think that that's that's super super helpful Mm -hmm. um and yeah, because I think I, I lost my train of thought there for a second, but I was going to say that I think um, it's easy to get caught up in the hype and uh, what you, again, Samantha, like what you read on social media or what people say about a candidate, but like, what are they actually, like, what are their actions showing, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, what are their, what's their voting history show? Like a lot of times that this is why I personally hate politics is because like, politicians can be so two-faced sometimes that like you actually mm-hmm. don't know what they believe yeah. um but look at their actions and i and and then determine based on those okay they're they're standing for this this and this and the catholic voter guide will help with that too mm-hmm. so. mm-hmm. yes well good it's a lot a yes. lot going on here i feel yeah. like this could be like a two-hour episode and like oh yeah kind of went through these things pretty quickly but um if you guys have questions like feel free to reach out email if you want something explained better um definitely read the blog post because i think mm-hmm. that it's explained pretty well in there um but yeah feel free to reach out for sure <laughs> mm-hmm. yes 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 
Well, too bad we can't talk about it for two hours. Um, <laughs> but since our time is running out, what is a grace that you guys have received lately? For me, I spent this past weekend in North Carolina with Matt and Josie's aunt and uncle, which is fun because they're related. So, same aunt and uncle. <laughs> um, but um, we all went up there, Joseph as well, to have Matt build a crib with Uncle Tim. And I don't know, it was just such a gift to, like, for one, kind of just be out of my normal element and be able to just kind of relax a little bit and um, whatnot and also get to know some family a little bit better, but also just watching um, Matt and just like his excitement and his like determination to like build this crib for Joseph because like from the very beginning, he just like was picking the perfect wood and like wanted like the design, all these things. And um, uncle Tim's like a woodworker. He builds custom cabinets for a living. So he was the right person for Matt to go to to help him with this. But just seeing Matt's hard work and determination for, like, really wanting to provide for the family um, was just really cool. So definitely was just, like, a grace to be a part of that and to witness it and be able to, like, just relax in a really beautiful area of the country as well. Because North Carolina was – I will be back. It stole my heart a little bit. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Uh, yeah. What about you, Josie? What's your grace? Um, I'm like pretty excited because so you all know that like I came back during quarantine, but I actually never moved back from Indiana yet because like I just came back for quarantine and then just literally have stayed for like four for what like, five months now, whatever it is. Um, so I'm finally going back to South Bend to like get my stuff and move back to Florida. Um but I'm excited because I was helping with RCAA last year on Notre Dame's campus. And um, I was leading a group of freshmen um, in, in, in my small group. And they were supposed to come into the church on Easter, but didn't, weren't able to because of COVID. But um, they're coming into the church later this month. And I'll be able mm-hmm. to go out that weekend and be with them when they become fully Catholic. So I'm just so, so excited. excited. That is that. so exciting. Yeah. Yay. It'll be fun. So pray for them. Mm-hmm. Pray for yes. the, all those peeps. But what about you, Samantha? Yeah. Um, so I think I mentioned it in a couple in a previous podcast how a friend of mine recently challenged me to um every morning write down five things that I'm grateful for from the past like twenty four hours. Um, and so ever since then, that was like somewhere in the middle of the summer. Um, that's something that I've tried to integrate into my morning prayer time. And like mm-hmm. when you first start doing it, because one of her challenges was like to be specific. Don't be generic. Like, I'm grateful for the sun. But like yeah. to be very specific <laughs> about things that have happened in your day. And so like the first couple of weeks, I was like, this is kind of hard. It's kind of hard to think of like five specific things. Um, but it's just been very cool to see how, as time has gone on, how much easier it is every morning, like this past Saturday. Um, I was just, I like, I started and then before I knew it, I had like 10 things written down. Um, and just, it was just very cool Saturday morning while I was praying to be like, wow, I really feel like I've learned so much about Thanksgiving and gratitude by putting Mm -hmm. this like as part of my day every day 
Um, so yeah, just feeling very grateful for the gratitude practice. Um, and this friend listens to this podcast. So if you're listening, you're great. And thank you. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Yeah. I like how you said there's something specific because I've done this before, but I, I literally start listening to general things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so for my family and for my life and for, you know, yeah. And just like, not specific instances or moments yeah and and what she said like in her challenge was it's like if someone um put you in a room and said like count all the things that are blue in 30 seconds like you're going to be looking for those blue things and you're going to see them because you're looking for them so like if you go into your day knowing i'm looking for things to write down to be that i'm grateful for tomorrow Mm -hmm. you're going to be really quick to recognize and see them true Mm, that's great i love that great friend there yes (laughs) yes yes love it thank you for sharing well guys this is the end (laughs) (laughs) that was so sad i'm just kidding as i said depending on who gets elected (laughs) no no no. The world will not end. I mean it might. You never know. It yeah, comes true. tomorrow. We always gotta be ready. But yeah. um it remember won't end before. because of the president. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Accurate. Accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> Josie, would you like to uh close us in prayer and show us how it's done? <laughs> oh boy. A lot of pressure here. But yes, I will pray from my heart and that's yes. all I <laughs> Yes. Okay. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, just be with us. Help us to take a deep breath and just invite you in. Thank you so much for this time together. We ask that you bless um, all of us, all of our listeners. Um, as we, you know, spoke about voting and how to form our consciences, um, things that sometimes they're hard to talk about um, or uncomfortable to talk about. And maybe we didn't always have the right words or say things eloquently, but um, we ask that you um, open our listeners ears and give them the grace to hear what you need them to hear um, and help all of us just to strive towards unity with each other in the body of Christ and to continue to build each other up and encourage each other in truth um, always pursue you first over anything else and just um, remind us Lord that um, you're sovereign you're king and um, nobody can take that place so help us to completely place all of our trust in you and just dive deeper into prayer into intimacy with you and you will guide us to, to the truth we ask this all through the intercession of the blessed virgin mary um, and all the angels and saints pray for us and pray for our nation. Amen. 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 the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Mm, thank thank you. you. You're welcome. So good. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's that's all we got. Um, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was great. I hope people uh, feel better about voting now or at least know how to start your research. <laughs> yes. yes. We're in it together, guys. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> See you guys next time. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Beautiful Depths, the podcast. If you love what you hear, please leave us a review and a rating. Preferably a five star. (laughs) On iTunes or wherever you like to listen. Your reviews help more people hear about the podcast and come to discover the truth and joy of Christ, which is what we're all about. And also feel free to follow us on all social media at Beautiful Depths and subscribe at beautifuldepths.com slash subscribe. Until next week, stay holy, friend.